0: Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clasdale Media Podcast, where we're doing a series from the Legends Championships, where we are interviewing all the champions of the elite division. And with us today is the 65 plus champion, Denise Moore. Denise, thank you so much for uh, joining us.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: So I'm going to get the tough question out of the way off the top. You're, you're a CrossFitter, yet your Instagram handle says girl golfer. <laughs> so is it two loves is it um seasons of life How, why do we have girl golfer
1: to answer that it, it's basically been a progression of my life uh, when i was in high school and college i played softball and volleyball and my dad loved golf and um i wanted to you know play with him and I was never very good. But then at some point, like at the age of 21, I, uh, 28, I said, you know what, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna try to be um, good at it. You know, I, I wanted to be a professional, but that wasn't really in the in the cards. But I played on the mini tour in California um, back in, the early '90s, I took three months off my work, and actually went out and played. For um, it was called the Players West Tour in California. I tried to find, you know, in preparing for this, I tried to find any information on that, and uh, I couldn't online because I guess it was so old. But um, so I took one summer off, and I played, and I played. Excuse the cat. Um, I played. <laughs> in um, for three months as an amateur, and I didn't do very well. And so I said, you know what, that's okay. But I still love the game. So I just wasn't very competitive on the course. And so I said, all right, fine. I'll just go and play for fun. And then as I was playing, I was walking and carrying all the time. And I said, well, I'm going to then try to run, run more to help me with my legs to try, you know, carry and play golf better because it was all on trying to be a better golfer. And so I've, I've run, um, a few half marathons, about like 20, 25 half marathons and two marathons. And I thought that was going to help me. But then what happened was the golf kind of went on the sideline, but, um, but I had already created my Instagram count and that's why it was girl golfer and so i was still running and then my one of my running friends her daughter opened up a new gym called crossfit in 2010 and her and her boyfriend at the time um vanessa chanez and matt elregge opened up this gym called resolution crossfit and I said, Well, you know, maybe that'll help me with my running. Because golf was like way in the back. And
0: so so just just to kind of clear up everything, you golfed and then you ran to help your golf. <laughs> then you found this thing CrossFit and you thought maybe that'll help my running. Uh-huh. So it, it it's just layering on top. You're you're creating the onion.
1: Yes. Yes, because I thought, well, this is fun. And then Um, I was like going to CrossFit maybe twice a week. Well, you can't really go to CrossFit twice a week because you are sore as can be. So I I just got more and more into it. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. You can lift heavy stuff, which I've never done really in my entire life. Being 65, you and a woman, you weren't allowed to go in the weight room in high school or in college. You were looked at as, oh, well, you know, you can't lift heavy weights, so when I got to doing that in CrossFit at uh, Resolution CrossFit, it was like this is amazing, and so that became my passion. And so I still golf. There's still, you know, I go out with my husband and we play. Uh, we played on Christmas Day. It was wonderful, and we got we got 18 holes in in four and four hours and 20 minutes. So that was pretty cool. And I'm a better golfer now than I was way back when I tried.
0: So I went through your Instagram and I did find this shot of your swing and no joke. It's, it's one of the best swings I've ever seen. Like you, you know what you're doing out there on the course.
1: Uh, that was a day that I went with my gym buddy, my bestie, my best friend at, at Resolution CrossFit, Cindy Hinkle. Um, she's a games athlete also. But her daughter wanted to play um, golf and is playing golf, and uh, so I thought, well, let's just go out and hit a few balls," and it was fun. So, yeah,
0: you, your swing is sweet. Um, I wish I had that swing.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't. Um, even, I look at that swing and I'm going, eh, "That looked a little, little weak." Like golf is such timing. Um, because the harder you swing, the terrible, the more terrible it is. So it's all about timing.
0: And yeah, the I played way too much baseball and softball before I started that my swing looks like a baseball swing trying to fit in a different whatever, plane. Plane,
1: plane. Yeah. Well, you probably hit it to the right a lot because my husband play, um, grew up playing baseball. And his thing—he played baseball. Well, he still plays baseball. He's 63 and still plays baseball. He just played out in the in the uh, desert this uh, two weekends ago. So, or last weekend. Um, and he pitched, but um, and his arm didn't fall off, although he thought uh-huh. it was going to. He—I helped him with his swing. And baseball players have this really outside in swing because that's the way they go they kind of go outside in and golfers really need to go inside out so you get a little draw that way but it's fun
0: yeah i have a i have a lot of draw that way (laughs) but yeah we'll move on so it sounds like your entire life you've wanted to do something to keep you active whether it be golf softball whatever that might be when you found CrossFit, like the same thing was for me because I, I, I played football, baseball, through in track and um, swam. And then when I left all of that, there was nothing to fill the hole <clears throat> other than like we'd, we'd try golf. We tried softball, different things like that. But man, when I found CrossFit, it was like a new lease on life.
1: Mm-hmm. It really is
0: did you find the same thing
1: absolutely i found my home um just uh, the gym started out as a very small gym and i was like one of the first few people at the gym in 2010 they affiliated in 2009 and opened the doors in 2010 and i started coming um uh, spring of 2010 and then I just went more and more and it was just everything you'd walk in to the gym and you're like, all right, what are we doing today? This is going to be fun. You know, can I do it? challenge myself? Um, When I first started, I could not jump on a box. Um, You know how they have those huge tires that they would flip. Well, they had one of those tractor tires and I, and they said, you can jump on that, which is, I don't know, 18 inches, 15 inches, something very small. And I was like, I couldn't do it. I really couldn't. And it was so scary the first time I did it. And I thought I was going to fall over uh, flat on my face. But those challenges, every time I beat one of those challenges that I put in front of myself and they helped me put in front of me, it was a win, a win. It was like every month I'd have some kind of win. And it just builds your confidence just in life. And you'd walk around and go, I did that this morning. So
0: what I find, what what I found. So I met you at legends mm-hmm. uh, during check-in
1: Yes, and
0: I did a quick, quick little interview with you and I think Cindy too, right? Yes, Cindy. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I asked you what you were most excited about and you were like, lifting heavy weights, <laughs> lifting heavy weights. And, um, and you had mentioned that like when you were younger, that, that, was forbidden for you. Mm -hmm. And now you get to do it freely as much as you want. So what, what does that mean to you to be able, like what kind of power does that give you that you get to do that now?
1: Gosh, that's a really tough question because it's just an overall feeling of knowing that I can survive I lift heavy weights, that's great. But also when I walk down the street, if something happens to me, I can survive that. I can push that person out of the way because I can clean a jerk. Or I can run because I run and box jump and all that stuff. So I, I can survive, we're, we're training ourselves for real life of what's happening and you see what's happening out there. It, it's From my perspective, being a 65 year old, um, I sometimes get scared about some of the silly things that are happening. And when I grew up, it wasn't really that way. You weren't scared to walk down the street. My, my parents would send us out, go. When the street lights come on, you come home. You can't do that now. So um, it kind of helps me prepare for real life. Oh, or move a couch. I got a vacuum, I got to move that couch. Well, no one's around. Oh, I'll do it myself. It's all right, and it's a sleeper couch. <laughs> so, good more, on you. Yeah, <laughs> sleeper
0: couches are not an easy move.
1: No, especially if there's twenty cat toys under. Uh, you got to find out the cat toys first, but just the fact that I'm sixty-five and I'm still getting stronger is amazing me. Because I'm still uh, hitting PRs. Like during uh, the Legends had a one rep max snatch during the qualifier. And you did it. It was a workout where you did one rep, you did a Metcon, and then you did another one rep. And I thought well, this this is gonna be interesting because I've never snatched more than 105 pounds. And uh, you got my cough. Um, and during the qualifier, I snatched 110 pounds in a squat. And that, I, was, I was 64 at the time because I just turned 65 in October, but still that's the most I've ever snatched in my entire life. And I'm in my mid sixties.
0: That's so cool so cool um and legends gave you the opportunity to one rep max both so my question to you is what is your favorite of the two
1: um right now it's a snatch even though it's less weight um it's a very technical lift and I find it much easier to snatch than it than I do to jerk the clean is easy like I can clean 161 pounds, but I can't jerk that. My jerk is 137, something like that. And then beginning of last year, when I knew that I was turning 65 last year, the USAW um, allows you to lift at 65 years old if you're turning 65 in that calendar. And so I said to my coach, Matt, Matt, you know, the reggae is my coach, mm-hmm. Besides the gym owner, um, I'd like to see what it's like to go to a, an actual weightlifting competition. I It looks so fun. When I was a kid, I would watch them in the Olympics and say, that is amazing. You know, I love doing it. I bet I could do it. And I would watch weightlifting as a child, as a young girl, Every uh, every year that the Olympics had it. So that was a big interest of mine, knowing that I would never be able to do it because at that time women didn't really do that. So I, uh, this year I was able to um, compete and go to the NAO North America Open Series 2 up in Pleasanton. And I was able to lift uh, 100 kilos, Total, that was my total. And then um, I wasn't able to do it go to the finals because the finals were the same weekend as Legends. So I had to choose between Legends and weightlifting. And Legends won out because I just turned 65 and CrossFit right now was the emphasis. So, and I'm glad I did it because I ended up podium. So it was good.
0: So I'm getting a reading that my internet is is lagging a tiny bit. Hopefully, it'll come back. Um, it usually does, and it has just now. Thank goodness. Um, what I find fascinating is you say that you can, you can clean 161, but mm-hmm. you can't jerk it, but you can 137. Like 15 years ago, if someone told you you're going to be able to lift – a small woman over your head, like, would you have ever believed that? Like, I think when we're in this space, sometimes the numbers, it, you, you roll them out and you throw them out there, but my goodness, like that's, that's, a, that's a regular sized woman. You're lifting over your head.
1: <laughs> I guess so. I'd probably, you know, that'd be Cindy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like, like sometimes you, you just have to take a step back and say, and, and compare it to something in real life to show what amazing things we do, especially at 65. My goodness, Denise.
1: I, I don't know that um, you know that I had breast cancer. Um, I did not. Okay. Well, there's, there's a ton of health issues that I've had, and I can go through them all if you want. Like when I first started um, uh, CrossFit, when I walked into the gym, I couldn't lift a PVC pipe over my head because th- there was another thing that was going on. When I was running, I thought, "Oh, my shoulder hurts," and I thought running was ruining my shoulder, too. So I thought, ah, "You know, maybe it'll help my my shoulder." Well, I had a frozen shoulder, and so it took two years just like hanging from the bar, doing PVC pipe. I couldn't I couldn't rack a um, uh, just a regular bar, so I I always had to do things with just the PVC pipe, and I chose when I went to the doctor to try to get this diagnosed. They took an X-ray and they said oh, there's nothing anatomically wrong with it, and they just sent me on my way, thinking oh, I'm just a woman. You can go on, and I was 50. I had just turned 50. 50. Something like that, and I—I'm trying to remember exactly. But I also had my gallbladder. I've had like 12 surgeries over my life, so that same year that I had that, I had my gallbladder taken out. Um, so that was more of a emphasis. But then when, after about two years, it finally, you know, worked its way out. We didn't do any surgeries. You know how they go in and they just like manipulate it to break up that scar tissue. I it finally broke up, the CrossFit helped me break up that scar tissue by just hanging from the bar and just keeping going every day, every day. And then in 2013, I did my first open. So this will be my 13th open.
0: That was the same year I did my first open.
1: Let's see. I have a cheat sheet. So because I've had so many things happen that. um, So I did my first open and I thought, well, this is fun, but they didn't really have anything for for masters. So it was kind of like down. And then um, when I turned 55 right before the open, before I turned 55, I said, you know what, when I turn 55, all the weights go down and I'm going to try to make it to the next level meaning like um, the qualifier for the next level. And 2013 is when I turned 55. And November 1st, 2013, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And my sister was diagnosed six months before I was. And then my mother died from breast cancer when she was 58. And so the when they finally did the biopsy on the breast cancer and they said it was very, very fast growing, um, I had no choice but to do a double mastectomy. And even though I only had breast cancer on one side, I said, with family history, we need to take both. And did that in December of, uh, December 10th, 2013. And then 2000, I did it with reconstruction, which I wish I hadn't done um, because two years after having the, the implants in my kidney started to, to have bad numbers, like, uh, the protein was not, my bun numbers were very high. Um, so I eventually had them taken out, but I was just feeling like it, they were killing me.
0: So it's so after, funny you say that because I've had friends that had went through the same experience. Yeah. Um, where they got the implants, got very, very sick, mm-hmm. and couldn't really explain what was going on, took them out, and all of a sudden, everything got better.
1: The doctors aren't telling us anything either. Like, I went back to the same, well, that's part of the, I had. Um,
0: well, so, I have one, one thing to, to share with you, and we'll yes. get back into the serious piece. LDY2742. I love it. I loved it. It has to be the first time I've ever heard one of your guests say they love heavy weights. Yeah, <laughs> and thank yeah. you for the donation. Um, truly appreciate that. So, so you had the reconstruction. You start getting even sicker. Almost.
1: Well, fortunately, they caught my cancer very early, so I didn't have to do, and it was ERPR negative, so I didn't have to have any kind of tamoxifen. I didn't have to have chemotherapy. I didn't have to have um, radiation because when they caught it, it was what they considered DCIS, which is still in its structure. So I hadn't broken out of the structure. So they did an excisional biopsy on the one side. They said, well, we think we got it, but with your history, we probably should just go ahead and because that's what the excisional biopsy is how they determined what kind of cancer it was. And they, that's when they said it was fast growing and, that that determined the the reason to take both breasts, and reconstruction was back to my mother. What makes you a woman? Breasts. Um, I was still back in that, you know, understanding. Uh, well, if I'm flat-chested, I'm going to be called a guy, and all that stuff. I didn't want. I didn't want that. But when the um, surgeon put the the implants in, he for some reason thought I was like a triple D. So they became these really big ones that I have never I would have never had because I was never that big. And so, um, but I, I do have to say that I actually did the open that next year. So three months after having the surgery, the mastectomy, and during having the um, implants, Um, they build a cavity so that you don't get the implants right away. You have to actually create a pocket before you can actually have the real implants put in. And so during that time I actually did the open and I made the online qualifier for the masters. Um, I made the top 200. I didn't make the top 20 at the time, but um, I did make the top 200 and I did that almost every, every year, except for 2016. Um, I made the online qualifier.
0: Um, It's cool that you're sharing all this because when I looked at your career, it it took you a while from the time you started CrossFit to the time you became elite. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I know why. Like, this was a journey.
1: Yeah. Because not only after... You know, I was running all the time before that. And then I kind of just basically stopped running. Um, I did do the Disneyland half marathon because I was a legacy runner. I ran that from the very beginning. and said, well, I'll just keep on doing it until the very, very last year I did. It was the next year they, they had the very last year. So I, I missed one year, but I, during this time, I kind of gave up having the implants made me feel crappy and I gained so much weight that I got to 2016, I was 186 pounds, which doesn't sound, you know, I'm five foot seven and a half, but I was rather large. There's a video in there of me doing a snatch on Instagram at that like weight. And um, then you see subsequent, and that was only, I think 90 pounds and then um, the next two videos in that post is 106 pounds and the 110 pounds during the qualifier. So I kind of gave up. I, the year 2016 is when I didn't make the online qualifier because I was just out of shape. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And then I said to my coach at the time, who was Vanessa, I said, I'm done. I need, to, I need to clean up my diet. I need to really go for it. And that, be, that pretty much started my journey. I said I wanted to be able to do something when, uh, when I turned 60. I want to try to make it to games. And I ended up, on, when I turned 60, is when they cut the, the people down to 10 going to the games. And so I was 20th. I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty used to disappointment. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to try harder. And then ended up when they opened up to 20 again in 2021, which was kind of end of COVID, I was able to make it into the games at 19th and when I was at the games I came out 8th. So that that to me is a a reason why 10 people at the games isn't enough. You need to have more people. You need to because I'm I'm an example. I came in 19th into the games and ended up at 8th. So
0: you're reading my notes now which just isn't fair
1: oh i'm um, sorry I was
0: gonna get to that but no i'm trying to find the snatch video um but you have a lot of snatch videos
1: i know it it's funny
0: <laughs> um do you know how far back it was
1: yeah it was just recent because let me find myself yeah. <clears throat>
0: Was it before legend? Like, did the the legends posts?
1: Okay, it is four posts back.
0: Oh, okay. I will bring it up on the screen. So this one right here. Mm -hmm.
1: So that was like 2016 is when I was like, all right, I'm through. I don't want to be that shape anymore. And that's 106 pounds. That's recent. This is last year. And that is the qualifier 110 pounds.
0: You weighed 110 pounds?
1: No, that was the weight.
0: Okay. So, you know, sometimes when you have extra weight on, the the barbell feels lighter. But with what you were going through, that was not the case.
1: No. There's a lot of things about having implants. Um, If I would ever approach anybody that's having a mastectomy, I I would try to steer them away from having implants because, I mean, it's bad enough they have to scrape out all the breast tissue because of the, the cancer but they also like cut your pecs to put the implants underneath them. And I was always afraid that, like even doing a chest bar of um, hitting my chest and having one of them explode. I, I was in a car accident um, just a few months after having them in put back in like you have expanders and then you get the real ones in and one of them um started leaking and they couldn't find that until six months later so i had have one leak for a few months before uh, they took it out so that that probably didn't help because they were silicone
0: so with with the cutting of the peck what about like you're pushing like push-ups
1: yeah did that affect that Mm -hmm. my bench is only like there I I can snatch 110 pounds I can only bench 107. that's my top
0: and it and it hasn't come back
1: Mm -mm. um it's getting there because I had the implants removed um December the end of December of 2022 So it's been just a little bit over a year. Okay. And then prior to that, at the beginning of 2022, my shoulder got so, so, it was the same shoulder that I had um, frozen shoulder in. It was so bad that um, the pain, I had PRP done before the games in 2021, Um, went to the games, it never got better. It just got worse and worse and worse. So finally, in uh, December of 2022, I had shoulder surgery. They were thinking that maybe I had um, like a torn, they had all these uh, for the MRI. They were like, oh, you have a torn this tendon and a torn that tendon. And when they ended up getting in there, it wasn't torn. It basically, I had major arthritis that they scraped out a bone spur. They remo- removed my bursa sac and my rotator cuff was frayed about 15 percent, and they shaved that off. And for about six months after that, my shoulder hurt for a while. I like I had the shoulder s- surgery, and I ended up doing the five weeks later. I did the open with wall box.
0: You you are such a CrossFitter.
1: <laughs> and I made it. I made it to the next level too. So in 2022. But it took about six months for the actual pain of all that, the the scraping and all that, scraping around the, the bone spur to dissipate. But once that was done, I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic.
0: And do you believe that that was the cause of the locked shoulder in 2010, that you mitigated that for a while by stretching it out opening it up through crossfit and then they finally fixed it in 22.
1: i think i see i'm not a doctor but i believe that frozen shoulder is is um, basically impingements or scar tissue that has been built up the arthritis is on the bone so the i think they're separate but my family has a lot of arthritis um I only have arthritis. I only had arthritis in that. Like my knees are good, oh, knock on wood, and uh, all my other, like my fingers are good. You know, some of my family members have the, the big knuckles and all that stuff. So I think it it could be possible that the the um, frozen shoulder got arthritis in it because of the scar tissue that was there. That was just developed.
0: So, so let's go back to the breast implants. You're feeling awful. You decide to have them removed at what point. And you said that you were ready to give up. And so you have them removed. Do you instantly feel better? Does it take some time? And at what point do you, you realize, Hey, I, I can go back to doing this.
1: I mentally. Um, so I competed in 2022 at uh, Mayhem Legends at Mayhem because this is my fifth year, and that year, um, that was not last, this last year, but the year before. Right? I was I was feeling so sick, and you know I tried to compete. I I I basically felt like I was in sludge, and. Two weeks later is when I had the implants taken out, and about two weeks after that, I was like, I can breathe. Like I would always have. Um, anytime you run, because the pecs are on top, you start running, the implants get pushed into your chest and you can't breathe. It like shuts down your your lung capacity, and so I run. I was like, oh wow, I can actually breathe. I can, if doesn't feel like I'm wearing a a weighted vest all the time. And that's what it felt like. It was like live with a weighted vest on your chest, but just on your chest, not on your back. So I, to answer your question, it was incrementally felt better, 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 better. I always will have scar tissue though. So I always feel this scar tissue, a little bit of a pull all the time, but then I think that is, um, Part of just the mastectomy of, of scraping out of all the breast breast tissue.
0: So I noticed on your Instagram, you don't even list the twenty-two legends, which would have been at Mayhem.
1: <laughs>
0: is it is it because of where you placed, or because of how you felt, or it because just wasn't something you wanted to remember?
1: Where because of where I've placed. I placed, I think I placed. I don't know, next to the bottom. And it was it was just a really bad experience for me. And it was a good experience because when I got there, um, I got to see all my friends. Our, the, the women in the 60 plus division, so 60, 65, all above that, we all, the majority of the time, we know each other. We've been competing next to each other for a long time. So um, I knew a lot of, like at Legends, I knew a lot of the 60 to 64 ladies. I have just aged up. So it was fun seeing them compete, like standing on the sideline and watching them compete. Um, And so going to uh, to Legends at Mayhem, Mayhem was great. Because also I said, well, I'm not feeling that good. Um, I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to help volunteer. And so Patty McGill and I put down lines on floors. We put stuff out. We just helped them set up. And it was a really good experience because we got to we got to meet Rich. We got to meet uh, Rory. And they were really nice. And it was fun. But then again, I, I competed and I crapped the bed. So... <laughs>
0: And just so people realize, I'm going to read off a couple of your finishes, that it's not typical for you to finish next to last or whatever it was, because I didn't even look it up. 19 Legends first, 20 Legends second, 21 Legends third, 21 CrossFit Games eighth, 22 MFC first, 23 Legends first.
1: You get old, you get more opportunities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more than that. I think it's you're really fit. Um so, so now you this is your first year in 65 plus. Yes. The field has been opened up from 10 big time for the games this year.
1: To 20. For right. 65 plus is 20.
0: So, is this is this your go year?
1: Yes, I, I I'm certainly going to try this year to go. Um, and and what's the
0: goal at the games? Because you will be in the youngest in that bracket now.
1: Well, keep in mind there are two other ladies mm-hmm. in, that are amazing that I know of, just off the top of my head, that are also aging up, and that's Patty McGill and Susan Clark, and Susan wins every time she goes.
0: You think Susan's good?
1: <laughs> She's amazing. What, She's one like two
0: times or something.
1: And it's funny. All these ladies are so nice. I love Patty. I love uh, all the ladies. They're amazing. Um, we have a push that we're going to hope to eventually have a six, 70 plus. And so that you'd have 65, 65 to 69 and a 70 plus. And I think I think we will um, by the time I'm 70. I hope. Because I don't want to stop.
0: Yeah. I do you know Lana Marcin?
1: Oh, she's the one who told me that. She said say hi. Yeah. She um
0: yeah, I that her her push is just to get five year age brackets on the leaderboard so people know it's possible. Yeah. Like let's just start there. And I, and I love that. How much can that cost, CrossFit, to add three more age groups? And they're not even asking to come to the games yet. They just want it out there so people know it's possible.
1: I see. Yeah.
0: And then you get participation, and then you can prove that you, can, you should have a spot.
1: I think it's really interesting because... I think participation is a huge it's like people want that they want the the ability to go but then like even with the um the scale division for legends they had to actually backfill quite a lot so I
0: i talked to joe or bob about that i think it was bob and he was like you know everybody asks for it and then nobody signed up or was willing to come And, and what do you do as an event organizer in that situation? You know, you have to do, you have to run it economically enough to be able to, to at least pay for the event at the very minimum. Right. And so that that's tough.
1: I, I don't know what the right answer is. I just know that the group of ladies in the 60 to 64 now and in the 65 plus that I believe they're willing to, to continue to uh, compete and do their best to travel around to to do it. Um, I know a lady that came from Chile two, two years ago. It was Chile. Um, to compete at Legends in San Diego. So I there there are people out there that are willing that love the sport so much they were willing to do it but you know also as you get older things come up you know like true breast, breast cancer shoulder surgeries all that stuff it's a matter of trying to manage all those things um deaths births, but retirements
0: isn't that more prototypical of the average crossfitter And more inspirational to what they they're overcoming in everyday life. I think you overcoming breast cancer speaks to way more women than your 110 pound snatch.
1: I I was so lucky though. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about you know, or why you know someone. Say, why, why me? Why is this happening to me about someone else? I was like, things happen. It's just, it's not that it happened to you. It's that, how, how are you going to set yourself up to go through it? Get through it. And, and end up on the other side in a better position. And understand, things just happen. And good things, ha- or bad things happen to good people. And that
0: happens. Well, I will tell you this Good things happen to good people too Because when I was at Legends Like, I can't even tell How old people are <laughs> Like, I could not even Like, if you would If you'd have asked me what age group you were in I would have said 50 to 54
1: Oh, you're so like, sweet
0: Like, and I'm not even joking Like, and it's And you're not an outlier Like, it's across the board
1: Yeah.
0: Like, everybody just looks 10 years younger
1: I, and I think it, it's the diet too. Right. Honestly, um, we're, we're doing a challenge right now with, through our gym. Um, and so we've cleaned up our diets a little bit. It's like, it's, it's more about what you put in your mouth. And I was like, Oh, my skin looks a lot better today. Yeah. It's like, it's, I've been on it two weeks. I'm like, Oh, of course. eat you Well, but I don't always eat well. So
0: yeah, my wife and i are trying to be whole foods um oh, yeah. and and you can tell the difference within two weeks absolutely and that's why nutrition is the base of the crossfit pyramid
1: absolutely and uh, when that video in 2016 i i believe i was 186 pounds at that point i was like oh Almost 40 pounds. Uh, but it took me a long time to lose that weight. Oh, Queenie. Yes,
0: yeah, she says, you are amazing, Denise.
1: So sweet. Thank so, you.
0: I know this was supposed to be about legends, but I am infatuated with your story. <laughs> Thanks. You go through all of this stuff. You, you came off the top of the show talking about very in-depth about the the gym you found and started crossfit in how much does that gym mean to you and where were they when you were going through all this
1: they were there well first of all how much that gym means to me is that it's my lifeline because when i was not allowed to do anything as my mastectomy the first thing i did when i could drive because i wasn't allowed to drive for a while was drive to the gym and I sat on a box and I watched people work out. I didn't do anything. I just sat there and I s- sat there get the energy of all those people working out, and it made me feel better just soaking in that energy. And they were, s- our gym is so kind to each other. Um, we have older people in our gym, like my age, and I'm thinking older, um, over fifty, and. They are so they're the rocks of the gym. They show up They give each other a hard time. Mostly the guys do they give the girls hang together and the girls, the women hang together and they work out together and they, 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 um, cheer each other on the guys work together and they give each other a hard time. That's just the way they are, but it's still positive energy. And, uh, so the gym started out real small. Then they went to another gym, uh, another building, and half of the location where they are. And they, um, everyone was so used to working out together when they moved that they put their bars next to each other, and they had this, like, area that was way open. And we're like, what do you mean we can use this whole area? We're so used to just being, like, right here. Part of the thing was not throwing your bar on your neighbor. So...
0: We, um, we went through the same thing at my gym. So when I when I, I started in 2011, we had a thousand square foot gym that was shared with a volleyball center. And we had teeny tiny little spots. Um, if we needed to double under, we had to go get a piece of plywood out back and bring in and jump on it uh, to be able to double under. It was crazy. And then we got a new facility and the same thing happened. Everybody stayed close together because that's just what yeah. the spacing we were used to.
1: Right. And you were not used to that extra space, and I was like, all of a sudden, wow. And uh I wish I had the number of how many members are at Resolution CrossFit. Um, I've been told, but they actually have two locations.
0: Uh, uh out in the <laughs> usual.
1: <laughs> so sweet. So there is oh my gosh. Hey, zazzle Um, there is another life that i have kind of all these people (laughs) are part of the cat rescue so uh i would help um sarah um, kitten cuddle room and she would uh live stream her cats mostly kittens sometimes live births on live stream and uh, for everyone to watch. And that process was to get people to come adopt the animals. And so um, I would help her carry cat litter because cat litter's heavy and do all the heavy stuff and also some of the tech stuff. So all of those people are part of my cat life.
0: And cats are important to you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I have four. Cats are very important. So my Instagram basically is for cats and CrossFit and and the squirrel, but that's new. No.
0: The, the squirrel. I did not see the squirrel.
1: So there's a highlight. If you look at the highlight, um, there's something called oh, squ- squirrel. Got it. So, so this year I put out a bird feeder for the cats and the bird feeder started getting attacked by the squirrel. And so I gave the squirrel... Um, uh, food. And then with the f- squirrel getting food, um, I put a camera up because I tried to figure out why the squirrel was um, stealing, how th- they were stealing the, the bowl. And uh, I found out how they stole the bowl. So then I eventually set up a an actual feeding station for the squirrel. So that that's what that is. And it's just basically stories. It was kind of a That's that's how, that's how he's, he They stole this stole the bowl. I was like, how, how'd the bowl get across the deck? So there he is stealing the bowl. Well, I don't know if it's a girl or boy. So, anyway. so
0: funny. When I was a kid, so I grew up in the in the woods um, And out my back where my bedroom was out the back window, there were tons of wildlife, and there were these chipmunks. And I would whistle to them and they would stop and peer up in my window to listen to me whistle. And my dad, who is not the best of hearing, would hear me whistling and go, what the heck is he doing in there? And it, this went on for like a couple of weeks and he came in and he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm whistling to my friends. And he looked out the window and there's these like four chipmunks sitting outside listening to me whistle.
1: That's amazing. I love it. So So one of the the things I did prior to the games uh, was for my shoulder. I thought before shoulder surgery, I did PRP. And uh, one other thing I want to bring up about our gym is that we actually have a doctor in our gym. We have a doctor's office called the drop-in doc, Dr. Schulte. And so he um, did the um, PRP on me. So I was able to do that. And what's nice about having a doctor in the gym itself is that he could work with my coach and have a conversation saying, all right, this is what we've done medically. This is probably what you should stay away from physically. And they work together.
0: So. That is really cool because a lot of times you go to a doctor and you mention the word CrossFit and they, they're just like, what's that create you're doing that crazy stuff like and so it's cool that you have that integration that just makes it simpler
1: i was afraid that when i got uh when i asked the surgeon to go in and do something with my shoulder i basically told him i said listen um and this was after the the games they said i need to have i need to be able to get back to competing And he didn't take my age into consideration. He basically took my physical um, situation, meaning that um, how physically fit I was to try to understand. He threw the age out and said, okay, she's physically fit. This is what she wants to do. Well, let's get her back to it. And it was nice that I could find a surgeon that would work with me on that, so my
0: friend my friend jay birch scott and the chipmunks the new cover band for alvin and the chipmunks that's funny and uh piano gal wanted to say that you carried 40 pound bags of cat litter up two flights of stairs
1: yes was it only yeah 40 pounds isn't that much
0: (laughs) you're such a savage
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think so, I did. We did a 40 pound dumbbell snatch a couple of weeks ago, and I was able to do that. I was like, ah, my left shoulder can actually do it. It was exciting.
0: That's great. That's a good sign. Yeah. Um, so, when you were at Legends this year, you had one seventh place finish. Everything else was a first or a second. So, we got to work on the swimming.
1: Hey, I didn't drown.
0: and then after that like you just crushed it so when you have a, a competition where you finish have those finishes what does that do for your confidence going into the open
1: uh i'll be honest with you um the the finish for legends sets me up for the year meaning that i'm like all right what i did last year to to get ready for legends was the right track. And so part of it was a lot of cleaning jerks and a lot of snatching. And the cardio and the metcons and all that I got from the class. And so my my coach, we because we were looking at doing weightlifting, we do weightlifting all the time. And then we work on some skills like handstand walk I can't handstand walk, but that gave me confidence that we're on the right track, that having the the strength from the clean and jerk and the snatch just um, gives you such a great base for all the CrossFit movements. Um, Being able to uh, like do 10, unbroken pull-ups because i don't do butterfly because of my shoulder but um uh, 10 unbroken kipping pull-ups is amazing but i couldn't i couldn't do that consistently, consistently without doing all the clean and jerk and the snatch of getting stronger with that those two movements um
0: yeah i don't do butterfly either but it has nothing to do with my shoulder <laughs>
1: I've tried it. I was like, I, I look like a, a dolphin out of water. <laughs> so,
0: well, it's cool that because all those all those metals from the half marathons and marathons, you had to have built a really good engine early before you ever started CrossFit.
1: Yeah, but you use you actually lose it because that's a slow engine that that's basically you just go dun, 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 moving where CrossFit's much different. You, you have bursts of energy bursts of you do 400 rarely. And then if you're doing, um, a 5k, that's a fast run. That's not marathon, half marathon. And so I think that the, the half marathon marathon is more about what I learned on that was a mindset. Because you get through a half marathon, you get bored and you get distracted and and to bas- basically be able to um, keep your eye on the prize. Just continue on. Like, for example, you say I got the very first workout. I got a seven. I'm like, all right, I'm in seventh place, in The very first workout. I have to now go up. I'm like, well, that's me and swimming. And so I just have to keep an eye on the prize and then manage because I felt like that was managing my deficit. I knew swimming was going to be my deficit. And part of the swimming issue is, was with having the implants. I always felt like I was going to have, I had asthma attack. Um, They brought on asthma attacks more than more. I haven't had very many asthma attacks since I've had them out. Um, When I competed in uh, 2020 at Waza, at Wadapalooza, they had to pull me out of the water because I had such a bad asthma attack, I couldn't couldn't even finish it. I couldn't even get around the first buoy. Um, And then in 2021 at the games, that swim was, I had an asthma attack then too. It was, uh, although I got out, I was the one with all the seaweed on her. I don't know if you ever saw that. I came up and there was just seaweed all over. I felt like I was wearing a headdress.
0: I thought that was just for intimidation purposes.
1: <laughs> that was that was me. Um, And so that swim at Legends this year, I didn't have an asthma attack. I almost swam, swam like I knew how to swim. I do know how to swim. But because all those years with having the implants, I, I was always being pulled under and crushed. I couldn't breathe. And so that, that gave me hope. And then having the lift right after that, I was like, oh, I get to at least try to do something good because I knew I was going to do well in the lift um, and just manage my weights and say, go for what I think I need just enough to win.
0: So I've two questions left for you. You, you've had great finishes with the implants now that they're out and you feel so much better. Does, do you think your ceiling is a little bit higher than you thought five years ago?
1: Um, I would have never tried a bar muscle up like I did at legends. I was looking around, looking at some of the ladies, like the fifth post on, on, um, on my Instagram is that first video is I would have never tried that with pl- implants in and everybody's saying my coach was l- watching that on the video and he goes, "Ah, oh, you could have done it. And I'm like, I had one hand like pinned under me. But with the implants, I would have never done this. And it, I didn't get up. But that right there gives me hope.
0: 65 years old killing it that is <laughs> almost it. almost. oh my gosh
1: but you can see my uh, one hand is like pinned under me and i was like eh, eh. so
0: i can't even remember what the last question was now
1: oh, i'm so um, sorry
0: that's so good um yeah so i want to thank you so much for being on this was an incredible story incredible journey um we will definitely be staying in touch going through this season and watching how you do throughout all the qualifiers and see if you get your first bar muscle-up.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they'll throw them in there. I have a feeling that the Open, they'll have the, just the regular stuff, like double unders, blah. So I,
0: I talked to Tony Turski and he won the 55-59 to 59 for men. Mm-hmm. And he said originally they weren't going to have um, bar muscle-ups in the workout. It was going to be chest-to-bar for the older athletes. And they, they asked very enthusiastically, please let us show what we can do. Yes. At being around the sports for as long as you have, do you think that's a problem with the older athletes, that some of the event organizers are afraid to let you show what you can do?
1: it's it's difficult i i believe when they program a certain uh workout and what the older people want to see is a workout that progresses meaning that you start out with regular pull-ups chest to bar and then if you can do it bar muscle up and the same thing goes with well handstand walk let the people let's get the basic done. And those people that can handstand walk, let them show it at the end. And I think that sometimes when they program a a workout, they don't have the ability to do to do that progression. And so when they can, that's fantastic when it's a higher uh, skill, higher skill set,
0: it's almost like the old open programming when before they added a scale division. So like in 2013 when you and I started there was no scale division and I spent I you know I don't know remember the time 8 minutes trying to get a chest bar right like
1: I remember th- that workout <laughs> I walked out of the the gym crying I was because oh. I
0: for me it was opposite because I got so close that it gave me all the juice I needed to come back and work on it the next week. If that makes I, sense.
1: that That's fantastic. I, I, I was so frustrated with that particular one that I was like, I wore myself out doing them beforehand so that when we went to the workout, I had nothing, nothing left. And that's what frustrated me. And so that was a great learning Moment for me, going know how much to warm up so that you have enough for the workout itself. But remember that open workout that started out with uh, ring muscle ups.
0: Yeah, see, that was a couple years later, and that's when everything changed. When they had the scale division and all of that, I I almost don't like the scale division. I like the progression into a hard movement that you could try.
1: Like, if for a handstand walk, it would be great if you, you start out with wall walks. Right. And then, and the other thing is, if you can do the that progression also with weights, whether it's snatch, um, you do three rounds of this weight and then three rounds of the next weight up, which they've done in the past. Yeah. But yeah, they the, also put a time on it.
0: Well, you remember the first ever workout we did in that open was burpees and snatches It increased in weight oh, and it, it started very light
1: yeah
0: and then and then progressed pretty aggressively um because at the time for me the second level i was going to have to give everything i had to get it
1: yeah are you are you signed up for the open
0: i mean i will i've signed up for every open since 13
1: okay I've already signed up. Are you a judge? I, I take the judges class. I have to.
0: So I used to be a judge. At, like at regionals and I've judged rogue and all mm-hmm. of that. Since I've done the media stuff, I feel like a very big conflict of interest.
1: Okay.
0: So I, I have, <clears throat> I have not judged since 2021, 2021 MFs, 2022 MFC. Was my last event that I judged.
1: I always take the judges' course and help with judging on our Friday night lights. And also, Cindy and I have to judge each other for our um, the, the online qualifier for the masters.
0: Yeah, I thought about doing it for that because my co host Jamie, like sometimes I go up and I film her um, and do stuff like that. So, uh Jeffrey Birchfield says he has signed up for both
1: perfect
0: um he's a great judge uh he judges at Rogue all those types of places but um that that dude's so inspiring um he does a lot of garage workouts and they're way harder than I want it to be
1: well thank you for doing both
0: so um Well, gosh, I could keep talking to you forever, Denise. I'm sorry. Um, Thank you so much for being on here. And again, we will follow you through the season and see how you're doing. Check in with you. Try to get you back on um, and talk about kind of the format, how it's going. All of those things. And enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you you so much for everything.
1: It's it's been a lovely hour with you. Thank you, Scott.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, Thank you in the chat, too. You guys have been awesome. We love you all. We'll catch everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview.